Welcome to episode number 36 of the Ignite Your Life with Laura podcast. Welcome back. So this is part two of a two-part series talking about consciousness. So in episode number 35, we talked about what consciousness is, and in this one, we're going to talk about how to shift your consciousness. Now, before I get into that, let's just give you a little bit of a foundation. So first of all, these episodes came from a question I received from Kate on Instagram, and she asked, I hear about consciousness, raising consciousness, having a limited consciousness. Do you have a way to describe it to help me better understand it? It was such a great question. Kate got two episodes out of it. So last week, I described consciousness. I really defined it for you, and I described it as having more perspectives, like being able to understand a situation from many different viewpoints, from different people's viewpoints, from different experiences. And I equated it to being in a building. Now, you can go listen to that if you haven't already. You don't have to before you listen to this one, but it might help you better understand it. Essentially, if you're in a building, you're in the basement, you're looking at the world through casement windows, which are those windows that are up at the ceiling, but are at street level outside. And if that's your view of the world, do you think the world is feet? That's it. And as soon as they're outside of your view, they're gone. When you get up to the first floor, you realize those feet are attached to people. You, you Again, they're gone You know, once they're out of view, but you also do understand why the people in the basement thought that the world was feet. And as you go higher and higher in the building, you get more and more perspectives, right? You get the perspective of the basement person, of the first floor person, the second, third, fourth, etc. So here's the thing. As we raise our consciousness, as we get more perspectives, we're opening our mind. We're opening our minds to more ideas and we become more complex human beings in a really beautiful way. That is something to work toward, right? Like there's more happiness to be had When you understand other people's perspectives, there's more kindness, there's more compassion, there's more empathy. Absolutely. And it's just a bigger path to a bigger heart. So this week I wanted to share with you six ways to open your mind. Actually, I just thought of a seventh. I think we're going to make it seven ways to open your mind. And who knows, it may be eight by the time we get to the end. There are many, many ways, but I just wanted to share a few. And maybe these are some of the things you want to incorporate into your own practice, into your own life, in order to help you begin to expand your own, your own perspective, your own consciousness to open your own mind. Now, as always, any products, links, et cetera, that I mentioned can be found in the show notes. And all show notes can be found at lauraerdlemons.com forward slash podcast. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast with me, Laura Erdman-Luntz. I want to inspire you to step into your extraordinary life, that life that is deeply fulfilling, full of purpose, and vibrantly joyful for you, whatever that is. In each show, I share tips and time-tested techniques that have helped hundreds of clients live more satisfying lives over 30 years of life coaching. If you're ready, Let's do this. I just released a new ebook. I'm so excited about this one, Ignite Your Life, The Three Fundamentals for a Truly Happy Life. Y'all, I coalesced 
my life coaching philosophy, if you will, and what I work on with my clients into three steps. I'm telling you, these are things that we've talked about. I talk about them all the time, but there they are, all succinct and easy, shall we say, in the ebook. I encourage you, go grab the ebook, read it. It is meant to be an exercise, not just to read. And let me know how you rated yourself for each of the three steps. Where are you right now? I would love to hear from you. Now you can find the ebook at lauraerdmanluntz.com forward slash ebook. And that doesn't have any hyphens or anything, one word. Or of course, the link is also in the show notes. I'm telling y'all, it's going to help you take the next step into your extraordinary life because life is meant to be extraordinary. All right, before we pop into today's topic, I want to encourage you to shoot me questions. Obviously, that worked out very well for Kate today as she got two episodes out of her question, but it's nice because I want to be able to answer your questions and to help you take the next step in your life. So whatever questions you have for a life coach, send them to me. I may very well do an entire episode around it or just answer your question quickly in the podcast, or I might even just respond to you. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. There is also a link in the show notes where you can actually leave me a voicemail. So I think that's kind of cool. I can play it on the podcast and then respond to you. Now, that said, I do encourage you to find me on Instagram. I am at MuseLaura or Laura Erdman Luntz. Either way, you can find me. <clears throat> and I post a lot there. So I post a lot of inspirational things, um, tips, tricks, yoga, wellness, life coaching all the things. And I post two or three times a day, Monday through Friday. So I definitely recommend going to find me there and just scroll through, follow me, scroll through, learn a bunch of stuff. All right. Should we hop into today's topic? So we are looking at seven ways to open your mind, seven ways to expand. Now realize as we expand our mind, we are literally growing our brain. Like this is really cool. So we only use a small percentage of our brain and I don't even know what it is, but it's pretty small. And as you begin to learn new things, as you expand your mind in the ways that I'm going to talk about, you literally start to build new pathways in your brain. So when I say open your mind, we can say expand your brain. It's very cool. And the more we use in our brain, the bigger, broader perspective that we get. Isn't that cool? Okay, so let's look at all seven. I don't have these in any particular order, just so you know. Um, I don't think, I'm looking at the list. I don't think there is a better one or more powerful one because I really feel like you need to find the one that fits you and that really helps you. Now, that said, as we go through, I might start saying, well, this one is a really good one. So we'll see where we go with that. But I do think it's important that you find what fits you, what fits your personality, and what feels really good. Number one, getting quiet. Sitting in quiet on a regular basis. So this can be going for a walk, meditating, simply drinking your coffee or your tea in quiet. It can be journaling because that is a way of sitting in quiet and processing. A couple of things happen when we start to sit in quiet. The first is you get to know what's going on in your mind. 
and it can be rather interesting. <laughs> so when I te teach meditation, it's always interesting because I hear all the time, meditation doesn't work for me. When I sit down, my mind starts to race. And my response is always, no, my friend, your mind is always racing. When you sit down to meditate, it's when you notice that your mind is racing. And I really find that's a very powerful tool to begin to notice that and notice what it's racing around. What do you spend time thinking about when you don't even realize you're thinking? The second thing that happens as you get more and more quiet, as you get used to it, is you go to a deeper place in yourself. You start to look deeper. You start to feel differently. You start to really pay attention to some of the bigger questions around your life, usually. Now, I do say this because I say usually because you really have to be intentional that your quiet time is about going deeper in order to go more deeply because we really can stay superficial. But as we begin to quiet, we start to get to know ourselves a little bit better. Number two, learn something new. Doesn't matter what it is. It can be a hobby. It can be a language. It can be something sort of random, a random documentary you watch on Netflix. What happens when you learn something new is you are building new pathways in the brain. You are literally expanding your brain. And that can begin to trickle out to other areas of your life as well. So as you begin to learn new things, you start to see the world in a different way because you are learning new things things. It's a powerful way to expand your mind. Number three, rate how you feel. Okay. This is a tool that I use with my clients and actually I use it myself as well. So this will help you begin to tap into you and connect with yourself more deeply, which will begin to open up your mind. Okay. So stick with me. What you want to do, and you can do this right now, is rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 one being the worst you've ever felt. And we're just talking all the way around, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, where you are in life, financially, et cetera. How do you feel right now? 10 is, I feel amazing. Like, oh my gosh, so good. And then what you want to do is think of one thing you can do to raise your number just a half a point just a half a point. Now, what this does is, again, it helps you begin to tap into your feelings, how you're feeling, what's going on instead of going blindly through your day, you know, doing whatever it is you always do. And you begin to take control and responsibility for how you're feeling. So a closed mind, you know, a lower consciousness is someone who tends to blame outer circumstances for how they feel. They tend to be more the victim mentality. As you begin to take control of how you're feeling, it begins to open your mind. And it's a really cool exercise to do. What I recommend doing is have a friend you do it with. I have my own life coach that I do it with. I will text her. I am currently a four. This is what I'm going to do to become a 4.5. And I'm telling you, it can take you five minutes. 30 seconds to go up half a point. And you just get so much control in over your life when you're able to do this. Number four, learn active listening. Okay. So this is when you really listen to what someone is saying. And it's something I learned when I took coaches training and 
it's really hard. <laughs> I still struggle with it 30 years later, I kid you not. But here's the thing. You want to really hear someone when they're talking. And what we usually are doing is responding. We're already thinking about what we're going to say to that person, how we're going to respond, how we don't agree with what they're saying, or even how we agree with what they're saying. Instead, be totally present with the person, focus on your breath, and really hear what they're saying. Feel the feelings behind it. Connect with that person. It is so powerful. When we teach ourselves to really listen, we begin to incorporate new ideas into our brain. You don't have to agree with them, but you can be totally present with them. All right, we're on number five, and that is get inspired. So what inspires you? Now, when I'm talking about inspired, I'm talking about those times when you feel so good you lose track of time. What gets you like tapped into that higher place inside of you when it's like three hours go by and you're thinking, where did the time go? Inspired comes from the root to be in spirit. So it really is what gets you into that awesome place. And it could be great art. It could be a particular author, travel, nature, a particular person or a group of people. Maybe there's a club or a book club or, you know, a special topic club that gets you really excited. You need to find what works for you because everybody is different. I wish great art got me inspired. I just think that'd be fantastic, but it doesn't. I go to museums. I've studied art history. I've even read art books because I want it to inspire me, but I just get bored in, in museums. We're talking, I've been to the Louvre and I was bored. So I love to travel. I love being in other cultures. I love being exposed to other cultures and people and feeling that connection with other people and other cultures. So much so just watching a travel show inspires me. It makes me feel really, really good. You want to find what does that for you You, and do it regularly, right? So when you tap into that higher place in yourself, on a more and more regular basis, your mind begins to expand naturally. That's what shifts our consciousness because that, that higher place in you is connecting to your spirit, right? And that is going to raise your consciousness. Number six, meet new people. So meeting new people invites new ideas into your world. Again, you don't have to agree with those ideas, but activate your active listening really listen to that person, begin to understand why they believe the way they do, why they think the way they do, begin to connect with them, feeling compassion and empathy. Doesn't mean you're going to be fast friends. Doesn't mean that you're, you're even going to talk to them ever again, right? But it begins to get you thinking, okay? It opens up new pathways in the brain. The more people you can meet, the more experiences that you have, the more open your mind will become. Number seven, we're on our final one. Dive into spiritual pursuits. So when I'm talking about spiritual pursuits, I'm not talking about religion necessarily. Think of spiritual pursuits as this big umbrella under which religion fits, but also other things do as well. 
whatever spiritual pursuit is for you, it's what helps you connect to that deeper side in yourself. So it's sort of the be inspired. It's also sort of the be quiet one, but it's a little bit more because it really is exploring your purpose, your reason for being here, whether or not you feel connected to a divine, if you believe in one or the God or the universe, it's really exploring those bigger questions. And there are lots of things that can help you do that. So yoga does it for me. And that's because it helps me relax. It helps me physically relax so that I can get beyond the everyday stresses to be able to find that quieter place inside of me. For a lot of people, it's nature. It's definitely nature for me as well. Being in that the greater world, feeling that energy can really help with that. It can be journaling. It can be prayer. There are so many things that you can do that help you connect to that. The one caveat I want you to be careful with is religion can also get you stuck in one particular way. So it's one of the things I just want you to consider for yourself. When you see your religion as the one and only way, that is limiting you. I I, I say this because my experience in college, so I was raised Christian, and I in college I had this amazing minister. He was fantastic. Oh, I loved him. Um, and he was, he and his wife, it was so sweet because they, they seemed very by looks narrow-minded. I mean, literally he was bald with horn, horn rim glasses. She had like a bouffant hairdo with horn rim glasses and they were amazing. They introduced me to so many things. They would bring in Jewish scholars for dinner. We would have this intimate dinner, like 10 students and the scholar who would talk about Judaism. We had someone who came in from Islam. We had um, we had philosophers come in and we would just have these amazing discussions. And my minister would say, look, y'all, you don't have to believe this, but just realize that there are other things out there. We're not the only right ones. And I loved that. It's kind of like my mom, my mom used to say when I was little, because I would ask her about other religions. I was like, okay, so if I were to believe Christianity 100%, we're right and everyone else is wrong. And I don't know, that doesn't work for me. And my mom said, I believe that we are all headed for the same light on different roads. And I loved that. And that's what we can do with religion. Like you can be the most dedicated Christian, Jew, Muslim and still have it an open mind about other things, like and understand where other people come from. Because here's the thing: the point of raising our consciousness, in increasing our perspectives, opening our mind, is it does help us tap into empathy, compassion. It helps begin to shift the world away from hate and into understanding so that we can live together in more harmony and more peace. It's so powerful. So dive into spiritual pursuits and let it be an exploration. And that's all seven. So let's take a moment to quickly recap. And as I do, I want to encourage you to find one, two, or three that you would like to begin and be specific how you're and when you're going to do it. So let's go through each one and I'll tell you what I mean. Number one is getting quiet. So if this is something you want to try, when are you going to be quiet? Are you going to go for a walk at noon, three times a week? 
Are you going to start your day in quiet? Are you going to end your day in quiet? Find the time you're going to do it and make that commitment. Number two, learn something new. Is there something you've always wanted to learn? And if so, when are you going to do it? Figure out what it is you want to do and when you're going to do it. Number three, rate yourself. Okay, here's the thing. Everyone needs to do this, period. This is such a great exercise. So one being the worst you've ever felt, 10 being the best, just in general, right now, give yourself a rating. And then what can you do to raise yourself half a point? And I'm telling you, it can be watch a cat video. Oh my God, we have a cat now. Our daughter has a cat and it has turned me on to cat videos and they are hysterical. They always make me smile. Uh, Drink a glass of water. That helps you feel better. Get a breath of fresh air, literally three minutes, and you can raise your, your, your rating at least half a point. And sometimes there are certain things I can do, like a certain song I can listen to when I'm in the right space for it, and all of a sudden I'm a 10. It's amazing. Number four, learning active listening. Your loved ones will appreciate you so much for this. And I will also tell you, it takes less energy to listen actively than it does to be sitting there thinking, how am I going to respond? What should I say? When you're sitting with that person and really listening, opening your heart, it's more relaxing too. So that is a powerful tool. Number five, get inspired. This is another thing that I think everybody needs to know. Everyone needs to know what helps them tap into the higher place inside of themselves because it's such an easy tool. And that's what we want to expose ourselves to a lot because that is going to raise our consciousness fairly easily, really. Number six, meet new people. I will tell you, especially with COVID, even before COVID, that's how I use social media. So many people can't stand social media. And I totally understand why. I get it. But if you're intentional with it, it is such a powerful tool. I have met some of my closest friends through Facebook. Instagram remains a little elusive for me still. Well, that's not true. I've met a few people there, but I intentionally seek out new people and I deeply connect with them. I mean, I message them. I have met some of them for tea um, over Zoom, right? Like it's like, hey, let's just sit and chat. And no agenda. It's like, I just want to get to know you. It's really an amazing tool. And I've also made my news feed just full of all sorts of positivity and wonderful new ideas. I, I mean, I've blocked deleted people, <laughs> moved away from people, so that my newsfeed is this incredible stream of love and positivity. And then finally, number seven, dive into pers- spiritual pursuits, whatever that is for you. And maybe that takes exploring. Now, why bother? Well, I talked a little bit as we're, about it as we were talking of, um, about diving into spiritual pursuits. There's really two things that occurs as you begin to raise your consciousness, increase your perspectives, open your mind however you want to see it. The first thing is, and this is in no particular order, is the first thing is you begin to experience more love. You start to feel happier. It is actually much easier to feel happy in life when you see a bunch of perspectives than when you only see one right and true way, right? So we want to expand our minds to have a happier life. 
Plus, it's going to encourage you to pursue lots of different things in your life. It's not going to be that one job that you do for the rest of your life and you're stuck. You are going to expand and you're going to do many things and probably serve the world a little bit more fully. The second thing that happens is as we begin to see more perspectives, we open up our mind to other people and it begins to counter the hate in the world because the hate comes from I'm right, you're wrong. And instead, if you can say, hey, I understand where you're coming from, I don't agree, but I understand it, then it begins to develop compassion and empathy and kindness. Boy, and I can't tell you, I can't think of a better reason to do all of this than to create more joy for you and more joy in the world. All right. I would love to hear if you choose any of these. So if you want to screenshot this show, post it in your stories, tag me in it, let me know what you're working on. I would love to hear and let it inspire you to ignite your life because as you raise your consciousness, that is naturally what's going to happen. It's time for our wellness tip. In each podcast, I will be sharing with you a simple wellness tip you can easily incorporate into your life to feel better. If you have tips or tricks you have questions around or you want me to talk about, leave me a message. So for today's wellness tip, I wanted to share something that I have used in the past. I'm not right now, which I will explain in a moment. Um, And it's something that's super easy for you to begin to incorporate. And I'm guessing you've probably seen it somewhere along the lines. It's called cold therapy. So maybe you've seen polar plunges or people lying, like athletes lying in a an ice bath. And perhaps you've wondered why in the heck would anyone do that? Well, believe it or not, there are lots of benefits to cold therapy, lots of benefits. And it's been used for millennia. As far back as Hippocrates was a mega fan of the cold dunk, and he documented his experiences way back in 370 BC. It has been around. Okay. So what is it? Exposure to cold is a hormetic stress on the body. And that refers to the adaptation the body makes when we're exposed to environmental stresses that makes us stronger. So cold therapy has been used, as I mentioned, for centuries to treat disease, um, physical and mental disorders. And it is definitely having a resurgence right now. So first, let's look at all the benefits. And many of these are actually scientifically researched. You can do your own research around it. I'm just going to share a few of these and talk a little bit about them. Um, Decreases inflammation. Now, this is why you see athletes laying in ice baths. It can help with that inflammation around, you know, a body that's been working out or any other kind of inflammation. It helps reduce it because the exposure to cold causes blood vessels to constrict, which reduces blood flow to the area, which helps reduce the swelling. It can improve your mood. So while cold therapy might not feel super pleasurable in the moment, it can actually give your mood a boost because it can stimulate the release of dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter in your brain that helps you feel pleasure, as well as adrenaline, endorphins, other good feeling hormones and neurotransmitters. It can increase your metabolism. So a lot of people use it for weight loss, which is still a little controversial, but I can see, I mean, you're shivering. It's going to burn off a few extra calories at least. 
It also improves your sleep. So we've often heard taking a bath before bed can help you sleep, and it does because it helps you relax. And as your body cools down, um, you you can fall asleep. But the reverse is even more true. And when you lower your core body temperature, you fall asleep even easier. And that's why sleeping in a cold room feels really good. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but when your room is extra chilly and you're snuggled up under all the blankets, but you're breathing that cold air, you really do sleep well. It's also been found to boost your immune system. Yeah, lots of good things come from it. So how can you do it? Well, there's a few ways that you can do it yourself. You certainly can do an ice bath, you know, fill your tub with cold water, add some ice cubes and submerge yourself. You can take cold showers. I, for a long time, would finish my shower in a blast of cold. It's not super cold, and I will say that cryotherapy is a colder temperature by definition, but it still would give me a little oomph, and it's amazing. I would feel so good afterwards. There are polar plunges. I have been watching people on Instagram get into their ice barrels, so they've got um, rain catch barrels outside, and now as it's winter here in the U.S., they're frozen and they, you know, chip off the ice on the top and, and they plunge themselves in. Oh. There's also uh, cryotherapy chambers. You can go and actually get into a chamber with your head sticking out and, and it. You, I think you're there for about three minutes and it's really cold temperatures. Um, you can also simply just go outside in the winter and expose yourself to those cold temperatures, but with not very much clothing on, right? So your skin gets it as well. And finally, you can try topical cooling agents. So this is how Icy Hot, Tiger Balm, BioFreeze, I use peppermint essential oil works. The active ingredient in products like these is like menthol and methyl salicylate, easy for me to say. And that is actually peppermint, by the way, methyl salicylate. They are known as counter irritants. So what they do is they alleviate pain by causing the skin to cool and then warm. So it kind of numbs the nerve tissues. Now, cryotherapy is not for everyone, cold therapy. And so you do want to do your own research, check with your doctor, et cetera, make sure you're really healthy. There are certain conditions that make it not so good. So the reason I'm not doing it is I have been suffering from chronic fatigue. I've been back in an episode the last few months. And what chronic fatigue is, is an overworking of the nervous system, right? So I don't want to do anything that stimulates my nervous system. I'm looking to reset my nervous system. So I'm not doing anything that gives me that shock, right? Well, you also want to be careful if you are living with other sensory disorders like diabetes, which can cause neuropathy. So, you know, your toes might be a little bit numb or your fingers. And then if you go in the cold, you don't really know when you've gone too long right? You also want to be careful if you have any other kind of poor circulation for the same reason. Um, cardiovascular disease or heart disease, you definitely want to talk to your doctor first. If you're pregnant, there are definitely you know those times. So you want to do your own research, make sure it's a safe thing for you. But if it is, I'm telling you, it's pretty easy. You can do it in your own bathroom and it can be a really amazing um, wellness tool in your own toolkit. Are you ready to ignite your life, to feel more fulfilled, satisfied, and connected to something deeper within yourself? Then it is time to work directly with me. I have inspired 
hundreds of people over almost three decades to uncover their deepest desires and supported them as they found their way into their new life. Working privately with me will allow you to stay on your path and move more quickly toward the life you are meant to be living. For more information or to sign up for your initial 45-minute inspirational breakthrough session, check out my website, lauraerdmanlunds.com. The link is also in the show notes. Ignite your life today. Your invitation waits. Thank you for joining me. I would so appreciate your support for this podcast by taking a moment to leave a review for me wherever you listen to your podcasts. I promise to read each one. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with others. May you be inspired to live your extraordinary life because life is meant to be extraordinary. See y'all next week.